Because we thought we would be to it last week, didn't we? <laughs> well, we yeah. So we knew. I don't know what we knew or what we thought. We didn't know shit. We, didn't we never know, know shit. Right. <laughs> so. Um, good so morning. Today. Good morning. Good morning. I've got my coffee. I've got my coffee. I've got my. So. I've got my. Which mug are you rolling? Oh no. Can you read it? Is it backwards? It is. No drama. Got it. No drama, Lava. <laughs> I love it. I'm rolling with a, a dinosaur. Mm. My daughter would tell me what kind it is. I don't know. Mm. I just want to say that I never really paid enough attention to this mug to realize, but I get to see the no drama because I'm right-handed, right? So this uh -huh. is apparently a right-handed mug. I get to see the no drama and the llama every time I go to take a sip of coffee. That just to just to remind myself. It's just a. Subtle, it's not for you. It's just a. For you, pitch. you see, you see this, right? Right. You I don't, don't know even how, know about the drama within you that you, you know, are keeping you, still. Or 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 you don't even know that I don't care about your drama. For all you know. <laughs> For all you know, I'm I'm here with it, sipping a cup of coffee and paying close attention. That's right. But the truth is, <laughs> <laughs> no drama, mama. <laughs> this is my For a minute, it's I thought I said even... no dharma, and I was like, whoa. Whoa, that's... yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> whoa, that's some heavy stuff, man. What are we doing? I know. Now? And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's that that would be an intense coffee mug if it was like no dharma. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it's not it's not even it's not even my coffee mug it's it's karen's but uh but i was struggling nice. to find i was struggling to find a clean giant mug for myself today and so here we are um we are. so to so today uh games well yeah games games so so last and... yeah what did we yeah. where do we i had some thoughts about where we ended up last week that i i wasn't sure that we've covered or that I, I wanted to maybe mention. Um, but maybe we kind of covered it, right? Like maybe maybe we're done with the idea of deep and mindful practice. Oh, well, so there was a, so the, I sent, I sent you that page of, um, I sent you that page of text from one of the books that I'm reading, right? Do you remember? Yes, yes. So this was the study, the sort of, um, some psychology professor out in East Coast, like New York or something like that, did like sure. a, a study where the the premise of the study was they're going to take a group of people whom they had no background on, except that they were all uh, that they all practiced a particular art, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so in this in this case, the the case of the study was like volleyball. Right. Right. And so, uh, but like they had done, like they had, I don't know, I think when they developed the study, they were doing it in the context of ballerina. I don't remember something. There was some kind of reference to ballerinas or something. I don't remember, um, like talking about plies. Anyway, that's not important. What's important is, so they say, okay, uh, all right, this is what we're going to do. So we're going to take a group of practitioners and we're going to have no context on their the level of um, proficiency or competency that they have within the domain of volleyball. 
and we're going to ask them to describe the way that they practice their serve. Right. Yes. That's what I. That's what I sent you. Right. You read this. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Okay. I did read it. Okay. I just. Well, I just wanted to make sure it's. Send you the right page. Um, so, but. Uh, okay. So they were able to predict how well the students would perform. So then right. afterwards, they, I think they, they just did like a performance okay. evaluation so that they, they didn't even like go and say like, so how, where are these people in their performance? They like, they did like a double blind type experiment where right. they, where they evaluated, like they did a performance assessment and they were able to predict with, with a 90% accuracy. Mm -hmm how well the practitioners would perform at this particular skill based on the way that those practitioners describe their practice and not and and so and when and i don't mean their practice in terms of the body of of the domain i mean like the way that they would train and develop their competency within this particular uh, dimension so like the circle yeah. right so so what does that mean that means that this admittedly you know not the, you know like potentially study. yeah what right whatever um the conclusion that you might come to is that it can it can be said to be generally true that if you know what you're talking about that you perform better right Right. And, and I mean, this, uh, for our listeners that have been around, like this goes back to like our chat about scrubs, right? And, and scrubs being somebody that's just throwing shit out and praying it works, right? Spray and pray. Right. And like, sometimes it does. A lot of times it does because there's a lot of aspects of your practice that you can come in having already developed, mm -hmm. right? Or that you can come in having already, um, like uh, you can come in particularly advantaged for whatever reason, whether or not the because you're like I mean you can say you've developed or have a like physical competence, whatever. Like your height, right, might make it successful for you or whatever. But right. I don't know. I would. I don't think that there's a difference between like what you developed accidentally through your childhood and right. what you were born with right like that's not the point the point is the point is you can come in not knowing how you ended up with the skills that you do with that you yeah. have and say well i'm just good right i just get it and so that's great and so i'm gonna continue i know better because i'm so good and so right. <clears throat> and that'll get you far and you know in a domain well, so in a domain where there's not a lot of, like the way that we measure success is so chaotic, right? If, yeah. if, if, if the, you know, well, I mean, regardless of whether or not you measure it in com competitive success in tournaments or, or whatever, like the way that we measure success is so radically chaotic that, you know, that might actually get you as far as you ever need to go. Right. That was it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I'll never forget like my, like my judo instructor teaching about like, like stiff arming somebody. 
And he was like, this is idiotic. Don't do this. This is what you do to somebody who did this to you. Right. And, and, and then he would be, and we would all learn how like to deal with somebody stiff arming. And then he would be like, so why is somebody stiff arming? I just told you it was idiotic. Why are they doing it? And, and, you know, if you'd been around long enough, you knew his answer was because that person had success with it. That's why they're doing it. It's not and, because which is, it actually is idiotic. It's because it got them what they wanted. Yeah, and you might even say that the <clears throat> that the um, the the general meta really hasn't figured out how easily dealt with this thing is. Right, right. right. Until it is, and it, it and in judo at least, <laughs> at a relatively low level, you learn how to deal with that. Right. right? You aren't going to have success very long. Uh, in judo. Uh, But maybe in a less developed art, you would have success for a very long time. Right. Right. So, so, so this is going to get us into, this is going to segue us into games. So last week we spent a lot of time talking about mindful, deep practice, analytical practice, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to conceptualize what is happening, what the part of what you're doing where that needs to be polished, right? Developed. Yeah. How you take the entirety of a of a concept and take it through a system of steps to bring it from something that you have to intellectualize into something that you can embody, right? Mm-hmm. And how we and how even even in terms of KDF, they accounted for that process, right? Like so it would be my contention that the whole program of taking something from this sort of abstract uh intellectualization into embodiment is why they organize the concepts the way they do and and all the way up to fuel and an index right so like fuel and an index for me is the is the the tradition telling us like it's not good enough to know these things you have to learn to embody them mm-hmm. right you have to mm-hmm. learn to perform without thinking but that doesn't you don't just do it you don't just sit like you have to learn first and perform with thinking and then you go through that process of gradually enhancing your capacity to perform it until you can just embody it right 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 and i mean i you know i mean this is totally a sideways but like as you were speaking it reminded me of uh my riding lesson yesterday i was trotting around with my horse and my coach she was doing something she had her back turned and she turned around and looked, and then she said, how did that trot feel? And I said, eh, it's a little rough, but it wasn't terrible. And she said, well, I asked because it sounded rough. It sounded like the horse was trotting terribly. But then I turned around, and you guys were moving as one unit. And I thought it must not be as bad as it looks. So I wanted to, or as bad as it sounds. Because I, I wanted to know, right? And, and... And she went on to say uh, a high compliment to me that I was developing what they call a following seat. 
And she said, now don't misunderstand me. Following doesn't mean actually following her. Cause if you followed her, you'd be behind time. Right. So it means being with her, even though she's the driver of the action. And so like segueing back, that is what you're talking about with fuel and an index and thinking and not thinking you, right. you can't, there's no, there's no time <laughs> in a sword right. exchange to be like, <clears throat> hold on. That looks, feels, smells like a Zornhow now in Danzig on page. Yeah. Right. Like right. it's just, you can't do that. Right. Right. Um, uh, and yet they do teach it to you that way. Right? And yet they teach it to you that way. Why? Yeah. And right. so we say, okay, so mindful practice gets us closer to being able to do that. And there are ways that you can drill the entire time, right? Mm. That you can be led in your drill by a coach who is providing very discrete sets of stimuli that you understand, right? That's not the chaos of, of randomness, right? Right. Um, the fire hose of shit. Yeah. The fire hose of shit that I'm not good at. Um, it's it's a small set of things that at a minimum, I, I know what I'm supposed to do to deal with. And I'm not there if I haven't demonstrated that. Right. right? And, and, and if I, if I can't say, that's the other thing too, like demonstrating that you can do it is not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. It's demonstrating that you understand it. Right. Because if you say, all right, do it. And they do it and it's perfect. And they say, okay, do it again. And they fuck it up. And you say, okay, where did you mess that up? And they're like, well, then you're like, okay, <laughs> we're going back, right? Yeah. Because we can't make use out of this, this environment unless you have a deep understanding of every step. And, and then, okay, so, so that's the best. Go ahead. Yeah, but these, these things are... Um... <clears throat> not two sides of a coin, but like, like these things are, Ooh, it is a symbiotic relationship between your mental framework to be able to understand a thing and your body's ability to embody it. And that symbiosis, it, it it's like, you're going to, each one is going to pull the other one higher or lower, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't matter, but they, they go in tandem. They go yes. in tandem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's funny. Um, you take someone who has a lot of success, right? And you say, all right, let's slow this down. Like, like you're, you're doing great. You're, you're excellent at what you're doing. Uh, let's slow it down. And then you say, try it, you know perform it this way and then they can't and you're like why didn't like so like let's say i said move your left foot first right mm, yeah. yeah 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 and then they and then they do the thing and they do it or whatever and it works or lands or whatever but then it's like but you didn't move your left foot first right now if you say i'm choosing not to move my left foot first because Reason. It doesn't work for me. I don't need it. It's not going to make, it's not going to improve my fencing. Right. I would still have an argument with that, but we can take that, you know, for 
for what it is. But it's like, if you're trying and you can't do it, then that's something that even like, even if you think this is bad, you should be saying to yourself, like, I'm only going to get better by being able to do this. Right. I'm going to try. Right. Like, right. Like I'm only going to, like, if I teach myself to be able to distinguish between my right foot and my left foot, then mm -hmm. I better at distinguishing between my life. Like, why would that, why, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't, right? you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was drilling today and, and trying some new things and I was, I was experiencing that, right? Like my, right. <laughs> my, my pathway to Dershvexel's real strong. And I just wanted to do that. And I wanted to not do what I was trying to do. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> why? Right. Why? But also like you still do it. You work through it. You say like, okay, I'm only good. This is fine. I, this is fine for me to be. I slowed it down until I wasn't. Yeah. I just slowed down what we were doing until I wasn't following my like routine. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, there's the feel for the thing. Oh, I see the thing. And then it was, you know, I wasn't right. respectfully anymore. Right. You know. Right. right. So like, it's like, yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so now let's talk about the environment, the game environment and what it provides. Yeah. Right. So much. Uh, it does provide an amazing amount. Uh, so what would be your thoughts on the, on, on the first like the broadest brushstroke, um, what the difference between mindful practice and oh. well, we might even say you could you could mindfully play a game. In fact, you probably should mindfully should. play a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me about that. <sighs> well, what is the difference? Well, okay, so. I think, I think what's interesting is that um, theoretically, the game environment <clears throat> pulls you intentionally out of interoception and being inwardly focused on mm -hmm. your sensations and puts you outward into the world. Mm. Right? And puts you into, um, into, uh, uh, yeah, I just external instead of internal, right? And so, like, what I'm thinking about is, you know, I was reading a, I was reading an article that was kind of breaking down um, the ecological framework of sports training, right? Meaning, like, that the that the athlete is in an environment. It is in an ecology of the game in which the athlete is performing, right? Like that's that's what it's trying to talk about. And and so, but what it was saying was an advantage to a game is that you write a story about what you're doing and that mm. the story is the helpful thing for driving the body motion that you want. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting yeah right so like there's no story in yoga for instance mm -hmm. right i mean that might not right. be true i'm not that deep of a yogi but, sure, <laughs> like, but yeah. maybe there is i don't i don't fucking know but at the right. level i'm practicing it there isn't it's 
you know, um, someone, the, the, the person leading a yoga class might say something like, <laughs> uh, you're in like a lunge position and they will say, uh, roll your right thigh to the outside. Try to roll your muscle to the outside of your leg. Mm. You'd be like, oh, good. You know, that's very interoception, right? I'm just thinking about me and my muscle and what I'm doing with it. And there's nothing yeah. on the outside. I'm getting no external input about that. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas the game example uh, they gave in that particular article was trying to work on accessory muscles for long jumpers. And they were saying, so what you're going to do then is you're going to set up a floor is lava game. Mm -hmm. And make them jump from thing to thing to thing to thing around the room, right? And the fact that the floor that. is that lava, and they're thinking about the fact that the floor is lava, they are not inside their body thinking about their accessory muscles, mm -hmm. right? And their accessory muscles are going to do what they need to do yeah. to achieve the goal of not being in lava. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think, so, so yeah, so that's, that's a great, that is a great direction to go initially if we think right when we the it's the nature of the way that we perform as humans functionally mm -hmm. that uh we do most of the things that we're doing so, uh, subconsciously right right so like we create a story in our head about what we're looking to achieve and then yes. we we direct our we direct our body to achieve that, but sort of in a way that doesn't isolate for all of the various components that right. We don't think about all of those things. We we right. look at the task as a whole, and then and and what ends up happening is we might be able to utilize if we're if we're thinking very if we're thinking about all of the if we're thinking about all of the various ways that we can isolate the sub subordinate components of our, of the actions that we're trying to perform. Right. Right. There's a, there's a sense in which we can, we can, we can lose the forest for the trees. So what we yes. might end up, right. What, what, what we might end up with is a highly developed particular what thing that we're isolating and then like, not move our feet or whatever it is right yes yes right or become obsessed about it in the idea that there are there are rules to how this is supposed to go this movement mm -hmm. has to go hand then foot always no matter what because we're right. fencing and that's a fucking rule period amen you can never break it right and then you go but like sometimes you actually need to sometimes you can't sure. achieve your goal without breaking that rule because there aren't really rules in that right. way, you know? Right. Um, so, so another thing that, so the, the way that I sort of think about games, so, so we're putting that, we're taking that, we're putting a pin in that, that's going to be like one right. branch we'll of this, of this discussion, right. Or like one benefit of the game above uh, a drill or right, that kind of thing. The, right. uh, the other thing that I, the, the other thing that I turn to is what you do with games, right? Mm. So what do you do with games? Oh, I don't I mean, know. 
you go. Well, you do know. Like when you're, you know, when you're about to do a game, what are you about to do? You're about to play. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I didn't know where you're we, going, man. <laughs> we, I get it. Right. So we play games. Right. right. So that right. brings us back to two years of discussion on right. what, what it is that play is. And I sent you that clip where a relatively famous uh, comic was talking about play. I don't know if you yes. got a chance to see that. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, and it's like, you, you have to uh, recognize that failure is part of the deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's uh, traits my word for today uh it, it's trite to say that failure is where you learn but it is right it, it, it is <laughs> that's it yeah that's it you do you learn nothing at a minimum you just do what you already knew right, right? if you don't fail then at a minimum you're just doing what you already understood yes right? you didn't try something you didn't know right yeah right um and so and so like but play is a place where you have enough social structure that failure doesn't mean shame right or injury or death right, right. failure just 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 oh well, i tried that Whoops. yeah it's like you okay know. got it that doesn't work right like it's a beautiful <laughs> so so what a game can be is an opportunity for someone to try things at all sorts of levels of consciousness right so like yes. it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be being super analytical about everything that we're trying right no it, it shouldn't can... be actually because being analytical is hard to be playful exactly right so yeah. so we're so there's and there are two things that we can think about in in regards to this idea of using games for play so one of the things that we get from it is we get a low, an exceedingly low consequence environment to experience right. the phenomena of, of the domain. Right. Right. Like I've never done this before. Right. Right. Okay. Here's a sword. Let's play a game. Right. Yeah. And you do whatever you want. You know, there's no, you know, you're not going to have to do push-ups if you move your foot first or whatever, right? Like, right. Not um, playful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and see, you know, and maybe at the level for like a noob, they play the game. They're starting to learn what works or what doesn't work, but maybe at the lowest level, they're not even doing that. But what they're getting is like, okay, this is what this looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I started here. I was deathly afraid. In fact, so here's something. Yesterday, I played a game with some students. They were having trouble getting the structure of a parry right. Sure. Um, we only ever use steel swords. Uh, people are very careful with each other. Yeah, right? rightfully so. Because that's how you do this thing that we do safely. Um, but I ended up with, I ended up getting the foam swords from Purple Heart, which are my favorite things in the world. So much uh, fun. 
Um, so we're doing rapier and it's a structure of a, of a rapier parry, like a shortage parry on the outside. And I was like, I went and grabbed the, the foam long swords. I was like, here, take this sword. They've never had a long sword before. Right. Right. Take this sword. I'm going to try and hit your shoulder. Right. Just block me. Right. Right. Like, be strong on my sword on the inside. I'm going to attack your shoulder, your outside shoulder. Just keep me from doing that. Right. Yeah. And then I did it once very, very gently. Right. And then I gradually ramped up intensity until they were like, oh my God, I feel like I'm about to die. You're like coming at me with the force of a thousand suns. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, but it's okay. Right? You're, <laughs> right? you're not dying. Right. I'm, you're, you're actually defending this, right? Like I'm yeah. hitting you fast and hard and you're defending it and it's safe because they're foam. But right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, and the other thing that you're getting is like, okay, in order for a pair to work, it has to be like this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just acquainting yourself with the environment, like this is what it feels like for someone to look like they're going to kill me. Right. And I'm not yeah. dead. And so I'm like, no, I can start to figure this out. Um, but then also the second part of it is the dis the discovery, the analytical discovery, right? Mm -hmm. Let me try this. That didn't work. Let me try this. Oh, that was better. Right um and so and so that's sort of where my head is at when it when it comes to when it comes to games yeah um, yeah well and i mean this might help us a little bit so at my library book sale a couple of years ago i got this book it was printed in 1920. it is games for the playground homeschool and gymnasium and it's thick there's a lot of kick-ass games in here. This um, is the American one, right? It's an American book. It is an American book, yeah. It was printed in New York. <clears throat> and um, in the introduction, it goes into the uses of games hmm. in 1920. Um, and so the very first uh, thing that they suggest... Sorry, I'm old now, people. Uh, and I don't have my reading glasses. Oh, wait, I do. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, full librarian, everyone. For those of you that are listening and can't see, I have the chain and everything. Okay, now I'm <laughs> I know, full librarian. I, I, I don't even care. I love it. Um, so the, the first is to uh, develop sense perceptions, right? It seems obvious, um, but that is absolutely what they're saying and so they say uh sense perceptions are quickened a player comes to see more quickly that the ball is coming towards him that he's in danger of being in of being tagged that it is his turn that he hears the footsteps behind him that his name or number has been called he feels the touch on his shoulder or in other innumerable ways is aroused to quick and direct recognition of and response to the things going on around him, right? And so like whatever it is you're supposed to be paying attention to, they're suggesting that the game is heightening your ability to perceive that thing. Right. Through I that think that's nature. Right, right. for mm -hmm. sure. That's exactly, yeah. Um, now, what it, what it doesn't say in there is that, you know, 
learning how to um, deal with it better, right? Right. So like, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Well, yeah. So, you know, just if we think about mindful drilling, right, like the, the methodical development of an ability or a skill, the proficiency. Um, yeah. You sort of use the game to isolate those areas to target, right? Yes. So um, you're, you're, what the game seems to focus on is the environment that Fulon and Indes, right, that where that thrives. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? And I'm thinking about, James, I'm thinking about your game. Um, we took, you took from horses, right? I did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So did we talk about that, that on the, yeah, we didn't talk about that on the podcast, I guess. Did, did we? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, so there's a game, I call it the horsemanship drill or the horsemanship game. Um, and it, I, I took it from, I took it from horsemanship in the sense that when you're sitting on a horse in natural horsemanship, like, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah. I can't speak to, and and also natural horsemanship is sort of a much bigger uh, category. It is. Than, there are many so schools of that too. I have come I can, to learn. <laughs> in the in in the tradition of horsemanship that I have limited exposure to. There we are. <laughs> All right. Um, when you're sitting on a horse, if you're sitting like this, if you're sitting like this, which I don't know if you can really see, Square. but I have. But, well, yeah. but no pelvic tilt. Sure. Or no, uh, is it? Posterior, anterior, which one's the? Either one. Sure. But, well, so yeah. I'm, I'm sitting, right? Um, the horse is not going to move. The horse is getting a cue. This is where, like, I'm relaxed. You, it's time for the horse to be relaxed. And the horse just knows that, right? Right. And the moment that I, the moment that I bring my pelvis forward, yeah. right? Uh -huh. And I lift my shoulders back, the horse is, oh, okay, it's time to move. We're going to do right? something. Yeah, let's right. get prepared. And so it's just this. Well, so for in the school of horsemanship that I that, that I was uh, again have li have limited exposure to, this is enough to get the horse walking. Sure. Right. So you're here, yeah. and you just do this, and the horse starts walking. Yeah. And it depends on what kind of horse you got. If you have always a if you have a Dodge Ram van from 1980s, then the horse might lift up its right foot. Right. right. If you have a Ferrari and you do this, you might you might start walking, right? Like yeah. you might, or even, it might even say like, okay, you're, you're, are we, are we trotting? Is that what we're doing now? Are we doing the thing? Yeah. 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 So, um, and so you learn very quickly. It was just like driving, right? You could call it the horsemanship drill. You could call it the, the throttle drill, right? Yes. So it's the bottom line is this can be enough pressure to get going. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so just, and then you have to know like, okay, I need to move my horse five feet. What's enough? What's something that I can make manageable? Right. right? So the game is, is simple. In swordsmanship, if you feel pressure directed towards the strung of your blade, you should thrust the person in the face. That's just how you should move forward into that pressure. If someone's pressing on the strong, you should move forward into that pressure because they're using their weak against your strong and they're structurally unsupported to be able to displace your sword, 
And so that's a moment in which you can work indes to use feeling to feel the pressure and work indes to strike them in the face. Sure. Right? So if you feel pressure towards the strong of your blade, then you should go forward, right? Yep. So the horsemanship drill is you have a person, uh, it begins as a drill. So the coach will apply pressure to the, to the strong of the blade. And as soon as you feel that pressure, you begin to move forward, right? right. And depending on how much pressure they give, how much throttle they give, how much pelvic tilt they give, right? Yeah. You yep. move forward faster. Right. Right. That's that. That's that. That's the drill. It becomes a game when you start, when both parties start getting kind of good at that. Yeah. Right. Because what you can do is you can, as the coach, you can have it in your mind, like, okay, what I need to do, and it doesn't have to, games don't have to be competitive, by the way, just so that no. we know, right? You could be, you could have a training partner, they're doing a thing, you're playing a game that has nothing to do with their interaction with you, right? right? You're just, use, they're just an external feature of the game for you. Um, and so that's what, that's what this is, right? So what the person, the coach is trying to do is they're trying to lead them just some certain distance that they decide in their head, like, okay, I want them to step three feet or whatever. And so what is three feet of pressure look like? Right. Right. And then the other person on the other side of the game is not thinking like, oh, I have to, I have to only move two feet because I don't want them to get right. They're not telling yeah. each other like what their own conditions are. They're just trying to use the drill as a way to play a game with themselves. Right. Right. Um, and so I guess the bottom line is, uh, you know, like using that, so using that frame of reference, like, okay, I feel the pressure I'm supposed to go, right? Yeah. How do I do that? How do I do that effectively? How can I quiet my brain to be able to feel that pressure? How can I focus, right? And that's sort of what you were talking about or what the book was saying, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. because I'm focused on the conditions of this game, the game is like, I feel the pressure I go, right? And I'm right. constantly getting a little bit of those signals and I'm trying to figure out how much is too much, right? Yeah, yeah, um, right. And and you're not thinking about, uh, yeah, you're not thinking about necessarily uh, <clears throat> the exact angle of how you're holding your hand because you can't right. do that and listen to the feeling right or what or so, what kind of steps you're taking yeah yeah it's just whatever happens you know i mean lord knows i've been watching videos of myself lately and i'm like my god i take a lot of little bitty shuffling steps that i didn't even know i do and and then i watched it more to figure out what the why am i doing it and why do i not even know i'm doing it and i'm emphasizing my my winding movements with my right hand with a foot, like a little drop step sort of thing. Mm. So it isn't even a shuffling step. It's that I'm body, 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 mm -hmm. right? And then I was like, oh, do I love that or hate that? I don't know. I don't fucking know. But my point is, if I didn't have video, right. I wouldn't have even known that was occurring, right? Right. Because I was focused on, I am going to wind this sword and hit my training partner in the face because that was the game we were playing. Yeah was winding counter winding. Yeah. And like, I was like, I'm going to find that moment. I'm going to find that moment. And then I did. Right. But you know, whatever, that's the game. So, so focus is on the outside. 
right? Right. Not on the inside. And then it's heightening your feeling because you're so intense on the goal. Outwardly, yeah, you're so outwardly directed. Yes. Yes. Right? So I think that's incredible. So sense perceptions are quickened. Social development is the next thing it says about Ooh, games. Nice. Right? Um, and I maybe some maybe this resonates with some of us. Many children, whether because of lonely conditions at home or through some personal peculiarity, <laughs> do not possess the power readily and pleasantly to cooperate with others. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. The author has known case after case of peculiar, unsocial, even disliked children who have come into new power of cooperation and have become popular with their playmates through the influence of games. The the so, uh, the prose the prose here is is magnificent. <laughs> it's 1920 man. They knew how to like <laughs> throw some shade. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Well, so let's stop there. Wait, so say, let's stop there. So, it goes on to I'll, say a shy kid becomes you know, extroverted and extrovert who's too intense becomes more, it creates moderation in these children. So outwardly Socially. directed, right? So outwardly, outwardly directed, right? So ego, right? Begins to take a back seat when ego is not beneficial to the advancement of the story. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I mean, and that's just it, because the thing that's interesting is, is uh, a lot of people that I've seen in discussions online and, and talked to, the moment you mention game, they're like, but then there's a winner and a loser. And you already alluded to this. Not all games are competitive in that way, right? right. And clearly, since this is saying the development of the cooperative urge is what games bring to children... Right? Right. And I think that is so. Then that that goes to say even a game where there is a winner is cooperative on some level because we've all agreed to these conditions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so a game. All right. Okay. Shoot. I had a thought as you were saying, and now I lost. Oh, no. Um, no, no. It's okay. So, uh, so. Not all games, yeah. So not all games are competitive, right? The so what is the essential features of the game, right? The essential feature of a game is not that there are two sides and they're fighting each other, right? That's not what a game is. Right. So what is a game, right? So if a game, so what a game seems to me to be is where there are uncontrolled variables yes yes that you're that you're trying to discover to either either you're trying to under understand those variables better to like begin to attain some kind of fluency of mm -hmm. or within um and you're trying to discover how your behavior interacts with those variables so that That's could it. be that could be another person 
that's that's actively working against you or another team yeah. work actively working against you or it could be anything right you can play a game you know right but games have to have a set of discrete rules we all agreed upon mm -hmm. that control the situation so that the variables that you're playing with are within reason like you can't play duck duck goose if nobody gets up when they're tapped right right or or yeah the game so, is just it's no good if you're if so right? you say you say we we the game what so what the game does right by by having constraints on it right so to to reference the um sort of the proponents of of the cla the constraint led yeah. uh, approach what what the constraints do is they is they expose you to a similar set of variables even as they're uncontrolled quote unquote uncontrolled yes. right is that yes. they're controlled enough to appear frequent enough for you to be able to get some sense from them yes yeah yeah that's exactly so right so uh again this is why like um you know, you and I going into our backyards with boffers and literally no rules isn't really a game. How do we even know who won? What are we right. Even doing? Right. I mean, right? I mean, we always. Yes, that's funny. So it's true that there are always a set of rules at some in some like at some level, and we always end absolutely. We we, we have to agree to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether or not that be uh, sort of formally and explicitly or just through practice or whatever. we. I mean, my God, as a parent, you know, even imaginary play between two children, there's always one child screaming, you can't do that. Even imaginary play between a child and the figment of their imagination. <laughs> they will tell them, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You can't do that. There, there's a rule, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and there's a school of there's a school of child development that suggests that uh, the only rule there should be on the playground is that no one can say you can't do that. So that's a fun thought, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right. Um, I think. That, <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think the fact is there there needs that in any game there has to be there ha there has to be regulation. Right. Yeah, I'm with so, you. So and and well, but but so like like hear me out, right? So I think that I think the idea behind that sentiment is that the children will self-regulate, right? Right. And that's that's fine. That's a fine. Like it will teach uh, that environment will certainly teach them to self-regulate, right? Right. But there's no iron law of children behaving that says that they're going to self-regulate themselves into safety immediately right uh did you you froze or did you freeze you still... oh no all right are you do, 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 do. so i wonder which one of us is the one who's still recording. Um, 
I don't know. Wait. Did you did you hear what did you hear did you hear the last thing I said? No, but I was singing a song about technical issues. So Okay. So what I what I said was I wonder which one of us uh is still recording. I know, right? So I guess well, I guess we'll find out. So what I was gonna say is there's no iron law that says that children raising themselves or you know on the, in this particular right. context of being on the playground is yeah. going to result in a safe environment. No. Right. So so like yes you should you should allow them to self-regulate because it's going to be great for them. It's going to teach them how to set boundaries and make rules and do things and etc. But like what do you like where's the, is there a line? Are you ever going right. to you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like at what point do sure. you say like I'm going to step in and do something right now? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the truth is there is a line for literally everybody because there's yeah. no telling what's going to happen when someone is on the playground. Absolutely. Okay, so we have sense perceptions and social development. And then okay. their third point on the use of games is that most important of all, however, in the training that comes through games is the development of will. And yes, the development of will, they say. Uh, so I think that I think. Oops, uh, go ahead. Finish your thought or finish their they thought. They suggest that there is a balance uh, within the development of will in a, in a person between uh, the uh, power of initiative, the courage to give dares and to take risks and determination, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but also an inhibition. Right, and that the power of restraint, of self-control, of um, uh, to control yourself to not act impulsively, etc. Mm. So that that they're defining will as being able to have the correct balance between um, volition and inhibition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but draw a line between that and what you what you started with um although it falls apart so i'm not i'm you know i'm not wedded to this idea but the idea that like we're telling a story there's a story yeah. involved here right and our role in the story to achieve this thing like like the will to to make the thing happen right oh okay yeah does that like like you're trying to actualize a story that you're telling yourself about what's going on. Yeah. Or, or like a, a like then you're trying to actualize your, your vision, the narrative sure. that you would see act, like be in the world. Um, and, and in order to do that, you have to, you have to do the thing. You have to go out and do the thing. So I feel like it's, I just, it's funny to me because those, so they had to give you it's just it's funny to me because that's what you started with and that's sort of how i how i view that what yeah. what would you what would you say uh leaving aside what i just said how would you connect that to the discussion we had before well you know it i think it's i think it's interesting that um you know 
in their in their goals of of the games, you know, nowhere does it say, you know, play for the NFL, right? Understanding that it didn't exist then, but you know, that we have distilled in our culture PE down to like who would have who would have talked about like your PE class being about development of willpower? Right. No. Right. We have eliminated the mind and the story and the and the mm, soul. So, shall I throw out? Uh, you know, from yeah. the physical aspect. And so, you know, I think that's that's something a lot of people struggle with when they look to why am I doing this martial pursuit, if I'm going to call it that, right? Why am I doing historical fencing if I'm not going to win the tournament? Because this is about development of my physical prowess until I dominate a physical field, right? right. And, and so that separation has been drug into, into this study for many people. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's like a holism that they were that that this book, the author of this book, was engaged with. Right? Yeah, that. I mean, um, and guys, like the games in here are literally like duck, duck, goose. Like that's. I mean, there's some badass wrestling games in here, but like, but there's also like duck, duck, goose or or game uh like like leapfrog. Mm-hmm. Or, or what? What is that thing, right? Where somebody bends down and you jump over them, and then they jump over you. That sounds like leapfrog, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like that sort of playground mayhem mm-hmm. falls under the purview of will development, right? Right, right, and and, and social and social development and social development, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what am I getting from this? I'm just getting. Well, I mean, let's let's just reflect on our own practice, right? How, how many, I can't tell you how many people in historical fencing that I've interacted with, that I've coached, that I've fenced with or, or met at various events all over the world that were made more whole by the practice and, Absolutely. and particularly socially, right? right. Like, I mean, they, you know, given community, given like uh, taught self-regulation, yeah, right, um, acceptance and tolerance, right, like people who have a story that they tell about themselves that might we might regard as being like we might be less charitable to. Uh, views that they held before they came to historical fencing mm-hmm. and through the practice practice of historical fencing that they realize that generally that's like that's one thing that i think that we do exceedingly well uh in in the in the practice of historical fencing um as a community is like we have a pretty great tolerant accepting community yeah okay? And I think that if you if you come to historical fencing with views that 
don't reflect that, don't, don't reflect those values, that you have to learn pretty quickly that you have to make a decision about what's more important to you. Mm -hmm. And so if we stopped there, right, then we, yeah. would, then we would have enough reason to continue. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so getting to, so getting to. So, so I might suggest that, that like on the, on the question of, you know, uh, uh, not just why games, right. And, and why this game, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, like many of us, I think are seeking this kind of holistic development that includes our body. Right. Yeah. Um, it, because the, the historical fencing community is by and large, you know, not a bunch of gym rats. Mm -hmm. Just to put it that way. We're going to wait for your cops to finish doing whatever they're doing. I think it's a fire. I think it's a fire. fire truck. Yeah. I hope it's, I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is safe for sure. Um, but yeah, why, <clears throat> you know, it's not a bunch of gym rats for the most part. Right. Um, there are a lot of people who are, for whatever reason, um, you know, trying to square up their own development in one of those three aspects that, that this book suggests, you know, whether it be social communion or will or uh, physical development. And... You know, because at the end of the day, we aren't ever going to kill anybody on a dual field mm -hmm. that began on horseback and ended me, you know, last dueling you into the fence, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. just, none of us are going to ever do that, you know? So, so what game are we playing, you know? Right. It's, it's all a game, I think, if done right. well. Right. So, actually, so, and, and that's actually interesting so we've been talking about games as a as a tool to use to get better uh -huh. at what in this case is a game right yes so and like, i'm just making us blow this up into the bigger game what is the bigger game now right you know? all right so it's like it's, there's always a game right yeah so there's always a game life is a game life is a game right um the game is always going to be limited in terms of the phenomena that you're going to encounter. And you can isolate various aspects or various dimensions uh, so that you can get more reps in, in terms of your experiencing of those things. Yeah. Uh, but so now let's talk about, so what we haven't gotten to yet is like where, so there's a question right now. The reason that we went into this, the reason that we, okay. it wasn't just, it wasn't just random, right? Like we didn't just say, you know, it'd be great for the show is to juxtapose drilling and, and, uh, and games. And games. Uh, yeah. And, and, and talk about their efficacy in the practice of historical fencing or any kind of sport and or martial art and or life practice. whatever. Right. This is a, this has kind of taken over the zeitgeist, right? Sure. Two years ago, actually, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was martial versus sport. Everyone's pretty right. much over that, <laughs> right? 
We certainly did that so. to death on this show. Yeah, for the moment. We'll see. It'll it'll make a comeback. Oh, on our show? On our show, we're done. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think for the moment in the zeitgeist, it's that's not really the question. Right now, the question is, uh, should we... Of course, both sides of this are constantly misrepresented, right? So I don't even... I, I barely want to make the pronouncement, but... You know, one perspective, you know, would be the question of should we just drill or should we play games? Right. There you go. Just leave it like that. We don't have to throw pejoratives anywhere. <laughs> but they're out there if you all want to go read them. They're on the internet. Right. They're all over the internet. Everyone's got opinions. Have a good um, time. Everyone's pointing to evidence. <laughs> you know, so whatever. But I think, you know, certainly you and I are of one mind when it comes to this. Right. Which is the... What? What is our one mind, Jesse? Please do them both. <laughs> <laughs> please, please have moderation, which is all the old guys in the books were always constantly fucking harping on. <laughs> right. Use a little bit of feeling. Sense yeah. the room, you know? If Don't you only buffalo. have one student show up for class and he shows up crying... Because his dad fell last night and broke both hips and is in the hospital. Are you going to be like, you know what we should do, man? We should play Hungry Hungry Hippos. Right. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you should. I don't know. But the point is. Right. Read um, the room. Yeah. So, but, but in terms of, uh, in terms of like our own, if we would say, if we're trying to become the best, if we're going to, if we're going to say that we're trying, our goal here, when we show up to the gym. When you show up yeah. to the training hall, is yeah. I'm here to become the best fencer I can be. Right. right. Great. Then do I drill or play games? Sure. And and the answer, what would so what would your so like I know what my answer is. The, my answer is I'm always sure, both. Right. The answer sure. is definitely Absolutely always both. both. But then but then what I would say is what what do you use them for? Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. what's the what is our conclusion here when we say all right, Jesse, I want you to teach me how to uh sword play although i live three states away and they're huge because we're in the midwest and so can you just tell me whether i should drill or play games and if your answer is both then what should i use each for right right the floor is yours and i mean all i can do is is center it back to that symbiotic relationship between internal and external focus. And that for, for me, drills help that internal picture of what I'm trying to create, which as we talked about, a drill should be alive. There should be an aliveness in it. Right. And that's where the feeling is coming in. And you're doing this with an intelligent partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I also personally uh, am a big fan of like meditatively imagining in three dimensions. Not everybody's brain is this way, but like imagining sword drills. Right. Uh, Or plays or whatever I'm working on. Right. Like, what is the optimal feel for this? What is the distance? What do I see? Where is my hand? Where is my sword? Like, you know, all that. And I'll do it like from first person and from third person. And like, there's all these techniques for this stuff. Right. 
I, I didn't make this up. It, read about it, you know, but, but so there's all that internal work. And, and to me, that kind of lives in the drill land. Um, and then game land is let's fuck around within constraints out. and see what develops because I'm going to suddenly discover my autopilots that I need to repilot, right? I need to come back into, into piloting mode, right? Instead of, you know, just letting my meat body take over and, and run yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. And, and, and again, like it, it is a balance of, of internal external and, and also a balance of like, you can only be, present for so long and that long is infant like just tiny mm -hmm. right realistically right. you know anybody that's ever tried to like do that absolutely quiet mind meditation knows this right yeah. it's just for a moment can you actually be there and so being out in a game and fucking around lets you release steam and play and have fun and learn in just a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And for me, I want both of those learnings. Right. To happen. That's one. So we're, we were at conclusions, but then you, you referenced one thing there that we, that we could spend a little bit more time on that last, that last part. Of like, okay. Okay. Mindful practice. Sure is uh it consumes a lot of bandwidth so much bandwidth right it consumes so much bandwidth and attention <laughs> so i've been a lot of a lot of uh my a lot of my several we'll say several of my distance learning students right now yeah uh, are struggling with sort of you know did you watch the video Right? Oh, sure. Like, it's hard to watch a video. Yeah. It's hard. it's hard to fucking sit there and put it on. And it's a 40 minute video. And Ugh. it's like, I don't want to, you know, I just want to go play the game. Right? Right. There's definitely, it's definitely true that playing the game requires less in terms of discipline and wherewithal, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Playing a game is a good way to get practice in, right? It's a good way to mm -hmm. experience the, the environment in a way that doesn't like really tax you. In fact, in, in, in a lot of cases, it's like, it's not, I think for most people playing the game is not taxing almost at all. Like you could almost do it until you're in, until you just have to go. Right? Yeah. The 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 thing that requires discipline is the is the mindful practice. Right. 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 And that can be mindfully playing the game too, or just mindfully drilling, mindfully improving your movement pattern under a variety of contexts. Again, when we say drilling, we do not just mean the execution of a of a singular movement pattern over and over and over again ad no. infinitum. We do not mean that. Right. I never we mean, mean that. Right. We mean that's that that could be one stage of development, but the moment that you demonstrate a competency, you should be moving on to the next stage of development. Full stop. Yeah. 
Yeah. But anyway, so so it's you know you were talking about imagining imagining the yeah. drill. Uh, you know, watching video, watching film of yourself, film of yourself failing. That's you know for some oh. people. For some people, that can be the biggest challenge in the world. Like they do not want to see them get hit. Yes, I. Yeah, I. Ha so here's my recommendation on that, because I do a lot of video, like just to throw out to the world and also for my own self. And it goes like this: you do the thing, you record it, you go and you watch it. And I promise you, that first watch, you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like everything about this sucks. Jesus, I'm slow. What is my foot doing? Oh, and then right. I got gat. Oh, and then, okay. And then shut it off and go away for two days. Yeah. And come back. And now you'll actually be able to watch it and learn from it. But you have to do your first, like, literally visceral. Like listening to yourself on a recording tape, right? Everyone knows does it that ever experience. Get, does it ever does it ever not get visceral for you? Like, or for anybody? I'm, I guess I'm asking. Like, I don't know. You've been you've been watching video of yourself for several decades at this point. Yeah, doing right? swordship. Doing yeah. swordship. Have you ever gotten to a point, or did you? Are are you at a point now where you can watch it and not feel like I'm embarrassed to see this? Uh, well, so my pathway now begins with fuck, I'm cool. And then it's, this is horrific. And then I'm back to fuck, I'm cool. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I'm able now to at least briefly, and it's very brief, take in the parts that are beautiful mm -hmm. before I hyper-focus on the parts that make me want to vomit everywhere. Right. And then eventually I'll be able to come back and see the beautiful parts again. Mm -hmm. But there, it's it's a two day lag for me. Sure, even even you after twenty years. Yes. Right. Yes. So, but I don't have any emotional attachment to that reaction anymore because I just know it's coming. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know. So that's. I mean, that would be that would be something else. You know, that we can we can look at more specifically. It's just like. Um, Should we do that next? How to use tape. Because you and I tape? both use a lot of tape. Yes. yes. For ourselves and tape? for distance learners. We both have distance learners. Yeah. Uh, uh, I only have them in this discipline, but you have them in multiple disciplines. I so, do. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how, how use tape? How to, you know, and then maybe we can begin with how to deal with the emotional reaction of being embarrassed about how the truth of your performance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But but the but the last thing I would say, and then we can and we can we can get more into this next next week is the last thing I would say is you should never be afraid of witnessing the truth of your performance. Ooh. Uh, you should never we that's if you're a, if you're unwilling to witness the truth of your performance, you are being delusional. Well, okay, so that's what I would say. Be afraid, do it anyways. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's not, yeah. <laughs> so you should, yeah, you can be afraid, but you should never be, be unwilling. You should never be unwilling. That's right? it. That's it. Because unwillingness to witness the truth of your performance is, is, uh, it, 
is an acceptance of your delusion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Legit. Because yeah. All right. All right. Next week. Next week. How to use tape. Let's go. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to do it. All right. Bye, James. <laughs>